Hi, I'm Shannon. Wait, I'm not Shannon. Gay fun and awkward name of our sex tape. Chuchamikatsu. Yay! I'm sure they have disciple orgies all the time. All the time. Are you fucking kidding me? Promete una bolsa de penis. Zip it, lock it, put it in your pocket. That's so delightful. I love her. Yes. So I was just showing Shannon my new favorite TikToker, Mrs. Frazzled. Like Mrs. Frizzle, right? Mrs. Frizzle, Mrs. Frazzled. She was a school teacher. She is not right now. Um, but she For obvious reasons, because <laughs> the teaching profession sucks right now. It does. They are all leaving in droves. It, that is a feature, not a bug. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I left before I even started. So did I. So, like, so did I. <laughs> I was like, oh, I have to apply and pay an application fee to be a substitute teacher? Like, fuck no. Yeah. I'm like, this system is broken. I'm not no longer being a teacher. <laughs> but Mrs. Frazzled does these gentle parenting videos for your adult relatives. So zip it, lock it, put it in your pocket means shut up, right? And so does grab a bubble, which we put the bubble in your mouth and you go, oh, right there. You hold it in your mouth. So she's very funny. I very much love her. Show me where they hurt you. I get that people hurt your feelings, Aunt Marcy, but, you know, what did she say that was actually mean? Like, right. Let's yeah, go. Ha- no, let's we're go- not going to Pandora any longer. <laughs> Let's go have a walk and take a breath, okay? (laughs) Oh, no, friend. That is not what they said. (laughs) So she's very funny. Mrs. Frazzled. She's my new favorite. Um, Grab a bubble. Zip it, lock it, put it in your pocket. (laughs) Zip it, lock it, put it in your pocket. I mean, shut the fuck up. And she's showing up in all these boomer feeds. Yes. Like on Facebook and on TikTok. And they're mad. I love the boomers it. are so mad. And they'll be like, why did you show up in my feed? And she'll be like, target audience? <laughs> <laughs> I'm dead. <laughs> I mean, if people Look, were... friends, I'm hitting my target audience again. Right, that's what she does too. And she calls it out. Oh, she's very funny. She really rolls with it. I, I very much like Mrs. Frazzled. Oh, so that's my new thing. Well, happy Gregorian New Year. Happy Gregorian New Year, Shannon. Which our uh, favorite astrophysicist reminded us that January 1st doesn't mean dick. Doesn't mean dick. <laughs> doesn't mean a fucking thing. It should actually be like like the spring equinox or something, you know, or summer, you know, I don't know. Why are we marking the day or winter? solstice i don't know yeah it's not on any of the major like tilts of the quarter tilts it should be on a quarter tilt should be on a quarter tilt should be two weeks earlier Mm -hmm. anyway regardless we all know white man rule the world Mm -hmm. and Mm -hmm. uh it's Mm -hmm. been going on for so long we're never gonna be able to change it yes regardless uh yeah so we're a while still been a while yeah it's been a few weeks we had to take a little breaky break. There was surgery, the holidays, all you sorts of stuff. You had surgery? Yeah, you did. I had a colonoscopy. <laughs> you so me. I guess, yes, I did too. You reminded me of Bo and Yang playing um, George Santos right then. You did. <laughs> you did. 
You went to Hermes. <laughs> you're the mess. <laughs> I love Bowen Yang's George Santo- so- Santos, and I'm very sad that it's done. I hope they, like, it would be a really funny bit to still have him as, like, a correspondent for, right. you know, the news break, whatever that is. I, yes, weekend update. Yeah, he, weekend update. He is so fucking funny. Okay, you're a bitch. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, it's my favorite. Hermes. What is it? Euromaz. 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 Yeah, so I've been doing uh, goal setting. Good. I pulled my Yule Oracle card. Good. Apparently I got some shit to work on this year. Do we not all? So we'll see what happens, what pops up. Yeah. So um, I, uh, you're looking at the regeneration of my money spell for the next year in front of you. Nice, nice. So I got a seven-day money spell going, and um, I'll renew it every new moon again this year. So last year was pretty successful. We had... Yeah, you you did have some some good things happen. We had some pretty fucking good windfalls. Bless us. Bless, bless. um, Hopefully we'll have a few more this year. I think my husband's still owed a raise, too. He was told he was going to get a second raise last year, but that still hasn't come. He's through. not going to tell them though. He's just going to. So. He's just going to. Uh, no, it. like they told him. Yeah, but do you think he's going to be like? So, you guys told me I was getting another raise. Like, in what world would Scott go to his bosses and bring that up? In a nagging wife world, <laughs> and then I look like the money grubbing cunt. Because that's all I care about, right? It's not money grubbing. Reminding him to get what he's worth. Yes. Reminding him, hey, you have a life insurance policy sitting at the state. Yeah. That you have to go claim. Fill out the fucking paperwork and go get that money. Are you serious? I'm dead serious. From Frank? Yeah. You're fucking kidding me. No. Scott. God damn it, Scott. So, like, my money spells fucking working, but you still have to do the work to get the shit. That is always how it is. You know, there's so, never there's never free shit. The The blessings are at our feet. You have to finish the quest, mm-hmm. Percy. You've got, yeah, you've got, <laughs> right. You got to do them side quests. Here are the fun shoes. Yeah. Go finish the quest. Um, I'm fucking in love with the show. <laughs> I love it so much. You guys, Percy Jackson... And the Olympians on Disney Plus. It's so good. It has surpassed my wildest dreams. It's so good. I love it. I love it. I'm I'm only watching that from now on forever. (laughs) On repeat. On repeat. I love it. It's replacing officially replacing Schitt's Creek in our rotation. I love it. It's so good. (laughs) Everything is so well done. It looks great. The storyline makes sense. It's, I mean, it's so good. Mm-hmm. Um, one of my favorite things that exists on the internet, and this has been true for years and years and years, is that Rick Riordan, the author of the Percy Jackson series, he sold the rights to the movie before the first book came out even. And he did that to create hype, right? He did that because most things that get like sold like that don't even become movies. Right. Right. So he sold those rights in order, you'd read a lot of sex books. It would be delightful movies, mm-hmm. right? There's all kinds of yeah. things, and and also you'll read that you'll be like, "Ooh, they're going to make that into a movie," and they never do. And how many times have you read that story? Mm-hmm. Right? People will buy things to like buy rights to make movies all the time and then not make them. Mm-hmm. So 
you know, um, Rick Riordan did not know how terrible the Peter Johnson movies were going to be until they sent him the script. Jackson. Peter Johnson. Are you sure is that Peter Jackson? Peter Johnson. Are there two <laughs> Peters? No. Direct? No. Sorry. No, it's, it, they were Chris Columbus movies. Um, okay. Peter Johnson is one of the things that uh, Dionysus calls Percy Jackson. Oh, okay. And he calls them like Petrov Johansson. He never calls Percy by the right name. Okay. Peter Johnson is one of the more common things that he calls Percy Jackson. And so we as fans call them the Peter Johnson movies because it's not really. Oh, okay. Not really Percy Jackson. Mm-hmm. Not, it's not That's really. Funny. Yes, it is. I think it's great. Um, so Thanks Rick, for walking us all through that. You're welcome. <laughs> Rick Riordan wrote a letter to the producers being like these are all the reasons that your movie's gonna suck a bag of dicks and and they did years later posted it on his website just fully aired that laundry being i was like, like did he publish it in variety did being he like, take out a full page on i variety? wash my hands of it <laughs> i had I nothing told you this i years fucking ago. said so so um, let's see. Just vamp for a second, Marshall. I'm going to see if I can find them, actually, well, was, and read some um, highlights. So Tacoma FD, this is slightly related. Tacoma FD moved to Netflix um, from HBO. Mm-hmm. And so I finally get to watch season four. And one of the firefighters was hired by, like, a Chandra Rhimes person who's doing a firefighter show as a technical consultant. And so he's sitting there in his chair next to her, the director, while they're doing these absurd rescue scenes. And he's like, yeah, that wouldn't happen. Yeah, if that happened, this would happen. Yeah, that's not really like how it goes. And she just blows them off left and right. And even one of the scenes is like, there's a meteorite in a guy's chest. And he's like, you know that like, there's no way to save that guy, right? Mm -hmm, (laughs) mm -hmm. So he keeps airing all, all her dirty laundry on set and she's just like, yeah, whatever. I'm just still going to do it the way I want to. And he's like, why am I even here, man? Why am I even here? Did you find your list? Yep. All here right. it is. All yeah. right. So so first, um, he, he the, there's two letters. The first one is from January 2009 to the producers being like, hey, got some concerns. And then from March 2009, when he... Um, when was the second one? Sorry. March 2009 when he read the script. Okay. And he was like, thanks for letting me look at the script. It's important for me that the movie does well. There are some things I like in this adaptation. The scene with the Minotaur is well done. Annabeth's first appearance is great. The scene in Las Vegas is mostly good. I like the entrance to the underworld being under the Hollywood sign as a change. Having said that, here's the bad news. The script as a whole is terrible. I don't simply mean that it deviates from the book, though it certainly does to the point of it being almost unrecognizable as the same story. Fans of the book will be disappointed and angry. They will leave the theater in droves and generate horrible word of mouth. That is an absolute given if the script goes forwards as it stands now. But the bigger problem is that if you pretend the book doesn't exist, the script doesn't work as a story in its own right. (laughs) I mean, oh, the... The shade, the shade. 
Um, age-appropriate content. Oh, he also puts, so this is, these are the things that he complains about. Age-appropriate content. Um, these books are read primarily by children ages 9 to 12. You will have a large number of parents bringing their 9 to 12-year-old children to the movie, expecting to see something appropriate for that age range. And as one of those parents, I would walk my child right out of that cinema if that movie included some of the language and content presently in the script. Scrolling down. Structure. I have no problem with the changes for the sake of streamlining. I also understand the need to limit the number of sets to stay within budget. Persephone's Pearls. This is a truly bad plot device. In the original, Percy must go across the country because he cannot fly, as Zeus would zap him out of the sky. He's got a timer, the summer solstice. He's got double motivation, find his mother and find Hades. He's got a goal, Los Angeles. This gives him plenty of reason to go to the underworld without tagging on some superficial quest for pearls that don't have any basis in Greek mythology. Nashville, the Hydra, Battlebugs. This entire scene is awful and completely alien to the story. Luke. In the original, Luke is rival for Annabeth's affections. He's older, cool-looking, suave, and an important backstory. In the script, Luke has become a sniveling slimeball. Persephone, talk about deus ex machina. She has no part in the original and has been added to patch up a storyline that no longer makes sense. Kronos, this is the other important thing if you want to preserve the possibility of a franchise, as Kronos is the master villain of the series. <laughs> they completely removed him from the first Peter Johnson movie. Mm-hmm. Having said that, I can see making a script that works with only passing mention of Kronos, but at the very least... It should be manipulating, and there should be some question at the end of the book. Why would Mormont do this? Was he working alone? So he just, I mean, I'm just hitting the highlights here. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. The writing, the Mm -hmm. dialogue needs to sparkle. (laughs) I'd like to see it be fresh and original and funny. There is no heat or soul to the story. Annabeth, she's meant to have a backstory with Luke. She is conflicted about her feelings toward Percy because of this. Their romance in this script is too obvious, too quick, and not interesting. This one. Grover has become a cipher in the script. All he cares about is sex. There is a passing reference to his need to earn his stripes, but it never feels real. And Grover never seems worried about it. It keeps going. I mean, I'm, I'm only here. It keeps, <laughs> just keeps go- going. It just going keeps going. going. I've read the whole thing multiple times because it brings me such joy. <laughs> it brings me such joy. So, I mean, and, and he's right. And, you know, you said, you know, I saw it as a perfectly fine movie. But, like, one of the things that I... Yeah, because I'm unfamiliar with the source material. and But even then, I, never... watched, the movie, I watched the movie before I was had seen the source material and I had some of his same concerns where I was like, it takes away. But here's the thing. When I studied theater in undergrad, like one of the main things I did was script analysis. So I will overthink the things like motivation and Mm -hmm. hero's journey and storyline. And like, it doesn't make sense. Mm -hmm. Like, I think he's right. If you're just like in it for the visuals, it's not a terrible film, Mm -hmm. right? Like if you're just in it to like not think and just be like, whatever. But like, I'm sitting there being like, if, if, um, 
Poseidon can just talk to Percy, which he does in the movie. Poseidon just talks in Percy's head and gives him guidance. Like, if Poseidon can just talk to Percy and give him guidance whenever, what's the point of the whole fucking movie? What's the point of what we're doing at all if Poseidon could have just told him what's up? Well, they could. They just choose not to. Yeah, but he does in the movie. That's the problem. Because he chooses to. But, like, it doesn't <laughs> fucking make any sense when he does or, like, why he does or, right. like, what is the purpose for those times, you know? Like, it, there's there's incredible issues with the way it's done where there's no in-world in mm-hmm. consistency for it. So who owns... Who own, who bought the rights originally? Is this just a Disney remake then? Does Disney, did Disney own it originally? Fox owned it originally. Fox. And then Disney bought, bought Fox. Fox. So now Disney can revamp everything. Yes. And yeah. Disney Hyperion owned the books. Yeah. Always. The like Disney. So yeah. Yeah. I mean, Disney going to do what Disney wants to do. Disney gets to do whatever the fuck they want. Yep. Um, but yeah. So long story long. I mean, someone at Disney really loved these books and really fucking hated the movies. <laughs> movies are, like, in terms of, like, actually, this is going to sound shady as fuck, and I am so sorry, Shannon, but what makes something a bad movie to you? I've never heard you be like, that movie was bad. I, I guess it just depends. Yeah. Like, what movies do you think are bad? What have you watched and been like, that was a bad movie? Um, I mean, nothing that I can name off the top of my head. I'd have okay. to think about it. But, like, if I was a super hardcore Percy Jackson fan. Yeah. And I saw that original movie, I would probably think it was a piece of shit. Um, my you know? point is, I saw the movie before I read the books. I saw the movies first. And they made me curious yeah. about the books. But even I, not being a Percy Jackson fan, I didn't hate the movies but i thought Mm -hmm. like there's so much about this that doesn't make any sense narratively doesn't make narrative sense i get that i i guess it just depends on what your goals are for going to the movies and when i go to see like action films Mm -hmm. and i would consider the percy jackson like a kid action film Mm -hmm. I go for the action. I go for the sets. I don't necessarily go for the storylines because the storylines tend to really fucking suck. Yeah. Like the Expendables. It's a horrible (laughs) storyline. But guess what? We get to see all of our favorite action stars all together in a giant movie together and they get the fucking blow up shit and that's fun. Mm -hmm. That doesn't mean it deserves an Oscar (laughs) or any Academy Award for that matter. I go to the movies to escape reality. I mean, so I do really I, but don't... like I have the standard of I, I, does this story make sense? I, sometimes I don't care. That's fair. That's fair. Yeah. That's why I really didn't want it to sound shady. Like, do you even have any standards? No, I don't. Because <laughs> I'm here for a good time. Okay. Okay. I mean, here, here's the thing. I mean, if I, if I do, if I wanted to expend the energy to care. Yeah. I would. Right. I took a few film class, a few film classes, okay. and found 
over analysis of movies really intriguing you know i took a horror movie class and we overanalyzed everything like let me tell you all the symbolism in that sleepy hollow movie with johnny depp yeah that shit's kind of fun like, i agree with you that shit is kind of fun so once you see through s- something with that type of lens that can be really fucking fun yeah but it's also really fucking exhausting tedious. and tedious so <laughs> yeah with Especially the last, I don't even want to say the last 10 years, but maybe the last 10 years, you know, all of our last 20 years with Marvel, you know, it's just been kind of going to the movies for a good time. Yeah, I agree. So I try to watch interesting movies. Like I really have really tried really hard to watch that Adam Driver and Channing Tatum movie Mm -hmm. about the hillbilly race car drivers. Mm -hmm. And I can't get into it. It, Like it's just so slow moving. I am sure it's an excellent movie. I am sure it's well written. I'm sure it's great. But I'm just like, oh, my God, I can't even stick with it. I want things to be enjoyable, too. But as you know, I am an avid reader. Mm -hmm. And, you know, I have my theater degree. And, like, for me, I the story needs to be good. You Mm -hmm. know, like, in addition to, like, looking good and being a good escape, like, I also need to enjoy it. And I'm still going to complain about it. Good. I, I always do. Like, oh. I call shit out. Like, what the fuck was that? You know, I want you to I am a mo- I'm a movie talker. Like, don't go to a movie with me <laughs> if you don't want side comments <laughs> and, uh, from the peanut gallery. You know? I had so many I, comments. Poor Scott. Like, every time we watch a movie, he's just like, I'm fucking seeing the same thing you are, ma'am. <laughs> I don't know. I had so many comments during The Little Mermaid, and I had Zelda on one side of me, and she did not want my comments, and I had, like, a queer teenager to the other side of me, and I just kept on, like, <laughs> to this child I did not know. Hi, I'm Maggie. I'm a talker, and I'm with my niece, so you are going to get all my feedback. Prince Eric is not hot at all. Why is I she even giving up fins for that guy? really need my bestie here with me, and I don't I, have her. I did say that. <laughs> I did say that in The Little Mermaid. That Eric was not hot enough to give up your fins for. He's fine. <laughs> but you're right. He's not hot enough. I mean, she gave It's not up- like he was a hockey player who could bounce a quarter off his ass for, you know? Yes. Why are they all so giant? I don't feel like they're that giant in real life. Why are Who? they so giant in the books? The what? The hockey players. Oh, yeah, I don't know. I don't think they're, they're that all... big in real life. Yeah. yeah I, I really don't. don't. I know football players are fucking huge. Yes. I've seen them in real life. And that's even Mac 10 football players. So I know other football players are even bigger. My friend Lindsay got to go to the... um, Got to go to the party with Braylon Edwards last night oh fun that's great you know he I was in college the whole time he was in college and I watched every single home game Uh that he was in and most of the away games excellent so yeah yeah he was a major part of my college time yeah yeah she said she got me an autograph picture from him oh I love it isn't that wonderful my uh, friend Latanya her daughter goes to like every bowl game U of M goes to so she was at the Rose Bowl last night so, yeah, 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 yeah. It's good, good. It's good time to be a Michigan football fan for college and professional. Yeah. So, of course, everyone's really upset about that Lions call. Mm. Uh, even my my coworker's son, who's on the spectrum, <laughs> smashed oh my his God. tablet on the floor oh my and God. broke it. 
<laughs> I was like, he needs to come to my dad's house and watch football with us. Seriously. <gasps> oh my gosh. I didn't see the, the new Dimitri that came out five hours ago. What it's a Dimitri? POV. You're at a wedding and the bride and groom like Ahsoka this Ooh, time. Ooh, really nice. I love it. But he's also not wearing one of his suits. He's wearing, that's, that's not his normal wedding gear. Yeah, maybe it's late at night. Maybe. You know, it's past 10 and now they're booty shaking. Yeah, maybe, you know? maybe. Yeah. Like when the girls all take off their high heels. You guys, I always. PSA, ladies, I swear to God. I swear I to fucking God. see you barefoot on a goddamn dance floor, I, I will drag you off by your fucking hair and beat you with your shoes. I will make fun of you so hard that you will feel bad about yourself. Bring your backup shoes. That is disgusting. That is gross. Those floors don't get cleaned ever. Yes, bring ever bring your backup shoes. The only time they get cleaned is when assholes drop drinks on them. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Other than that, mm -hmm. you are dancing on old, grimy, sweaty foot fungus. Oh, you gross, are gross, gross, gross. Shame on you. And uh, if you feel guilty right now, you should. <laughs> God damn it! Bring some backup flats. Fucking a man. Bring some fucking socks. That's I don't right. care. Bring your goddamn slippers. That's right. Bring something. If you cannot dance at a wedding for six hours on your five-inch heels, you do not deserve to wear them and bring backup shoes. Yeah. Yeah. All right. So you and I have a month's worth of smut to talk to each other about. <laughs> so I'm looking through my Kindle right now. All right. We have to go back to 2023 to look at that. I am. Look at what it says for 2024. Five out of 16 goals. No, the, oh. the, How many books have you read already? It's only the, day that's two. That's it. That's it. Seven? You read seven books already? Only two days in, motherfucker. I've just been, yep, just God been reading. Damn God damn it, Maggie. <laughs> damn it, God damn it, Maggie. <laughs> All right. I'm so, on book two. Okay, that's fine. And that's 300 pages. Well, okay. My last one was like 190. All right, so one thing I want to talk about, Seasons Schemings is a <laughs> hockey book that I read, hockey fake dating book, and in it, this character, who they call Triple J because his name is, is like Jimmy James Johnson or whatever, right? Mm -hmm. They call him Triple J. He was like, who do you think would win in a fight? A unicorn or a narwhal? And I screamed out loud when I was reading this That's book. That's right, yes. And I slid into the DMs of the author. I was like, this might be the weirdest thing I've ever slid into somebody's DMs for, but... Look at my tattoo, bitches. I did, and she was delighted. And I was like, I just have to say, I think Triple J would be charmed by me. And he goes, oh, she'd be, he'd be planning his wedding immediately. <laughs> and so, your curvy, does she write curvy girl? I, she does, not to my knowledge. I've only read this one story uh -huh. by her, but she, she put it on her... Her, her Instagram, I saw. She put it on yeah, her Instagram yeah. story, and she, she said in it, Triple J would be so proud. <laughs> um, he's kind of a himbo. Because uh -huh. they were like, well, I don't know, man. Unicorns aren't real. And he's like, neither are narwhals. <laughs> and like, he's, <laughs> he's kind of a big, big, dumb hockey himbo. Mm -hmm. But season schemings was adorable. Uh, so like you, I powered through a bunch of holiday and some more hockeys. We did the fake out, mm -hmm. home ice for the holidays. Mm -hmm. I did do Cat Wins Jingle Bell Games. Okay. And that was like her fourth book in this little, like little baby world of friends who mm -hmm. end up doing shenanigans over the holidays. 
And this one took place inside of a Christmas store that's only open for the holidays. Like okay. they make so much money. Yeah, it's like a spirit Halloween. Yeah, they don't have to work the rest of the year. Right. Um, and so uh, we talked about the naughty. Did we talk about the naughty list on the podcast? I don't recall. I know you and I talked about that it. That was naughty. <laughs> like the naughty list by Jade West. That was, I that was naughty. Loved my favorite one was Christmas in Coconut Creek. Uh-huh. So this girl who woman who is a school teacher, her parents got divorced and both got like second chance families and all of her siblings are like 12 to 20 years younger than her, right? And so she's just like, I'm so fucking tired of like splitting my time and having to act like the adult. And she just goes to Florida to visit her friend. Amen. For Christmas. And she's on the plane. She's been like, you know, swiping. Mm-hmm. And she's totally like zoomed in on this guy's dick that she just matched with. And then he comes and sits next to her on the ah! plane. Like while she's zoomed in on his dick on the profile being like, hmm. Oh, my God. Right. Right. He takes it all in stride. He's totally. Did he recognize his own dick? Yeah, yeah, yeah. For sure. Ah! He for sure did. Um, she was like, ew, military. And he's like, why, ew, military? That's my dick. <laughs> yeah, right. See right. that wall right there? Yep. Um, so then she and her best friend go out the first night that they're there. And she's like, now you're going to meet up with my boyfriend. She's like, you have a boyfriend? And she was like, well, I didn't tell you because I knew that you wouldn't want to be a third wheel. So Is it the guy? It's the, no, but it's her, his roommate is the guy. Oh, okay. The boyfriend's roommate is the guy from the plane. Nice. Loving it. I loved their story so much that like I was even upset about her having to go home. And I knew it was going to work out. Like I'm reading (laughs) a fucking romance novel. We all know what happens at the end. I know how this is going to go. And like They'll give up their careers in New York and move on to the farm. Well, what was he doing in Colorado? Applying for a job. Ooh. So oh, good. Get the fuck out of Florida. Yeah. So he moved to Colorado and they all lived happily ever after. But like I legitimately was sad that she had to go home. Like I felt heart sick <laughs> about it because it was so well written. I read a five book holiday shifter series. It was a bunch of novellas. I listened to a four book gay holiday series. And Ooh. my favorite was called Santa Daddy. <laughs> Where this guy who's like 45 and built and owns a tree farm plays Santa at the mall and falls in love with his elf. (laughs) Falls in love with his elf. Yeah. I love it. And does a little, you know, kinky BDSM. He's daddy. He's Santa daddy. I did Mistletoe Mistake Uh by Nicole Green. Uh uh I got halfway through the book. I was like, oh, some of this backstory sounds familiar. Okay. Ironically. I ended 2022. No, I started 2023 reading. Mistletoe mistake. The prequel. Oh, did you? Yeah. (laughs) Hold on. I got to scroll all the way back. Hold on. Hold on. I'm almost there. Screwing Mr. Scrooge. Oh. So it was Screwing Mr. Scrooge. Um, And then Mistletoe Mistake was released this year. Mm -hmm. And that was delightful. And then the big release after the holidays was Hans by S.J. Tilly. Nice. And that was delightful mafia. That was not fucked up mafia. So if you're just looking for like regular mafia romance, that was good. It was not fucked up like Dom or King or Nero. Just some regular good old fashioned 
like bad guys. Gay Holiday Romance Collection by Kira Andrews. It was four novelas in one book. Mm. So that was what I love, the Santa Daddy. I also did New Year's with a Dragon and Halloween with a Vampire. Okay. Um, I wasn't going to read the Vampire one, but there were nods to it in the Dragon one. And so mm -hmm. then I went back and read it. I was like, oh, that's cute. Did and I talk about like short little novellas? Boyfriend material and husband material on the last podcast? Uh, I, I think so. I went on a long rant about it. And then I read her next book, 10 Things That Never Happened. Also happens at Christmas time. Totally amazing. This guy <laughs> fakes having amnesia so that his boss doesn't know that he fired him. <laughs> so, that he that can keep, so that he can keep his job. <laughs> uh, that one was so fucking cute um, by Alexis Hall. So... Right, let me just read it. Faking amnesia seems like a good idea when Sam was afraid of being fired, but now he has to deal with the reality of his boss's guilt and other developing feelings. <laughs> it was Fill Your Kindle Day. How many yes. books did you download? I stuffed it. I don't know. I did a bunch. I think I downloaded 26. I downloaded 20-something for sure. Yeah. There's and then I was cleaning on my email today. I was like, what are all these purchases from Amazon? Oh, my God. Did I get hacked? And I was like, oh, no, oh, you no. dumbass. Those are all your books you right. bought. Right. On Stuff free. Your Kindle Day, it's buying. Oh, okay. So my favorite one so far from Stuff Your Kindle Day was Claimed by the Orc Prince, which is a... Oh, yeah. You said you liked that. Male, loving male, um, orc, and an elf. So they get paired off together in an arranged marriage for a peace treaty. Um, and so there's like, you know, will they, won't they, tentative, awkward. But then, of course, they fall in love. And then the father of the orc breaks the tre peace treaty anyway. And they have to, like, stop the war. Mm -hmm. Right. So there was like, you know, fantasy war stuff going on, but also gay love. I was super into it. I loved it. I loved them. They are adorable. Excellent. Let's see. Cool. Oh, wait. And the other one that I wanted to recommend because I was telling you that I cried when I read it. Um, Rudy. Rudy Jones's New Year's resolution. So Rudy Jones goes to the cabin that he owned with his ex-wife. And this is this one is um, POC. Right. The writer is and the characters are. Um he goes to the cabin as a New color. Year's one. Yeah, people of color. Um, he goes to his New Year, the cabin at New Year's because his ex-wife said that he could have it for his birthday. And he goes being like, I hope she forgot that she told me I, should, I could have it. And she did forget. And he wins her back. Aww. You guys, it's a romance novel. I didn't give away the ending. It's fine. <laughs> the endings are all the same, y'all. Even when they don't. It doesn't look like it's going to end the way you want it to end. It always does. Because mm -hmm. I've been re reading a string of books, too, where they do end up going their separate ways for a few months, but then reconnect. Um, yes. So, All right. I'm also listening right now to House of Roots and Ruin, which is by Aaron Craig, who is a friend of mine from undergrad. I purchased the novel and then didn't read it. So I was like, I need to check it out on audiobook. <laughs> and one of the main villains. Shannon, did you know? Did you know <laughs> that in college, I did not tell people my real name? Like I didn't, or I you only never told them your name was I, Marguerite. No, I did tell them my name was Marguerite. I did not tell people that I went by Maggie in oh. my classes. Okay. I never corrected a professor and said, I go by Maggie. I just let all the professors call me Marguerite. So everybody I know. Like ev you do when you're an old lady. Everyone I went to college with 
knows what my real name is. Uh-huh. Right? Even if they did call me Maggie. Did they put a marguerite in their book? Yes! <laughs> and she's a fucking bitch! Are you happy about that? I don't know how to feel about it. <laughs> I love it. I'm here for it. I mean, the like, sh- the people, because it's of the story of the, um, you know, sil- sisters of the salt and they live on the like island, you know, at the south of the thing and they're on the island and they're the sea p- children. Right. And she goes up to the children of the flowers and she's in this place called Chantelaly and she, he calls his grandmother Grand Mare. So it's clearly like French ish. Right. In the in the in this area of Bloom, which is the flower area. But like. Have you ever met another Marguerite in your life, Aaron? Or are you just. <laughs> Maybe she's just looking for an interesting name. Uh huh. Uh huh. Because we don't know any marguerites, so that might be fun. She knows me, and she knows that's what my name is. Doesn't mean it's after you, though. I know. I know. Like, it doesn't mean the personality is you. Right. Maybe she loves you so much she wanted to put your name in the book. (laughs) And, like, I don't know. Yeah. Um, Her first book from this, about these same characters, is called The uh, House of Salt and Sorrows. And it is a retelling of the 12 Dancing Princesses. And it is very good. And I would recommend it. I liked it a lot. This one, I just keep on being like, oh, so I'm the bitch grandma, huh? Huh? I'm just the fucking... If the margarita fits. (laughs) 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 Meanwhile, this is going to have the name Marguerite, but a bitchy grandma. Uh, Me, it's my name. That's your mom's fault. It's fine. It's, it's fine. fine. It's fine. It's, fine. <laughs> it's not personal. It's business. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> I know. There's only there's only a limited number of names, you know, out in the world. Just because she knew one Marguerite once doesn't mean that she named it after me. Oh, she totally named it after you, but that doesn't mean that the personality is after you. Right, 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 right. Well, I really hope that that one author names, he does no that Triple J when he gets his own book in the future it's because he falls in love with a woman who has a unicorn narwhal tattoo that'd be amazing i want (laughs) and thank you actual maggie may shows up in the credits that's right that's right (coughs) fucking yeah that's right all right i am i feel like those Uh, were all of the ones i want to talk about i did just read i just just blow through a shifter a shifter series the They're all the holidays. same people, but yeah. we have wrapped up our holiday reading and we're moving back to whatever yeah. else we were reading. Shifter, this Shifter series. Rejected yeah. rejected Mate, which he tr- did trying to be loyal to the woman who he was sure was going to be his mate. He's trying to, you know, Rejected Mate. It was, it was a good a book. Like, I, I mean, I've read a few Rejected Mates. Yeah. Um, one was like, they were dating mm-hmm. and... They didn't match when they turned of age, but they kept dating. Right. And then he matched with her sister. (gasps) Oh, no. When when she turned of age. Oh, no. Yeah, like instant. And it was like, oh, fucking heartbreaking. Yeah. Fucking made it with my sister. God damn it. (laughs) Fuck off. Yeah. Fuck off. Yeah, she was like he was the grandson of the alpha, and she was like the strongest earth magic user 
in ages and decades. So like they just assumed that it would be a good match. It would be a good match. And like you do. Yeah. And they just said, you know, we're going to do this for the strength of our our tribe. Yeah. For the strength of our pack. And if we ever meet our mate, we will, you know, tell each other about it and we'll be honest and figure it out. But, uh, you know, then he does meet his mate and she's just some like fucking nobody who they've never even met before. Nobody can find out where she's from. And he's like, I can't. Oh, and she doesn't show any affinity for earth magic at first. And he's like, I can't mate with this Omega nobody. Well, if the goddess wants it so. The goddess wanted it so. And you can't go against her. That's what his, that's what what his wolf. Doing. That's what his wolf kept telling him. Uh-huh. But he was like, shut the fuck up, wolf. <laughs> we love autumn. So do we do we do we really love autumn? I mean, we love her, but do we love her? Right. Exactly. Do you have some am I the assholes? Yeah, I do. I've got a couple good ones. And I'm sure there is a Reddit for disgusting sex things, right? Man, there's a Reddit for everything. I think we need to officially make that our new bit and maybe <laughs> tap into Reddit for that. Because, mm-hmm. of course, our listeners, our 13 listeners, didn't to uh, submit anything for us. All right. This one pissed me off. All right. I've been seeing this guy for... Oh, am I the asshole for expecting my date to cover the cleaning cost of a dress? A date to cover the cleaning cost of a dress. Right. Uh, If it was his fault and it was a super expensive dress, I I might ask to help have it be covered. I've been seeing this guy for a couple months and we decided to go to a nice high-end restaurant for a date. Initially, I was going to wear a nice dark blue dress that I like to wear out, but he asked me to wear a different white dress that I had shown him once before as it matched his outfit. I've never had a guy ask me this before. This white dress in question was a gift from my late grandmother and was expensive, so I was reluctant but agreed and just asked that we didn't go anywhere after where I might spill something on it and mess it up. He mentioned clubbing after dinner, which is why I said that I didn't want to miss, risk messing up the white dress from my grandma. He said we could just go to dinner and I could change out of it before doing anything else. Great. However, the evening took a turn when he accidentally spilled his red wine all over my dress. Go fuck yourself. He had gotten date over. I'm unex- breaking up with you. An unexpected call when and he tried to mute his ringer. His elbow hit his glass and spilled it all in the lap of my dress before I could do anything or react. I, I, uh, It was completely drenched and stained. He was apologetic, but I tried to be cool about it. But inside I was devastated since I had specifically mentioned how I didn't want to wear this dress. Later, I mentioned to him that the dress was very expensive and asked if he'd be willing to help with the cost of cleaning or replacing it. To get it professionally cleaned and the stain removed would cost $100, which I asked him to pay half of. To my surprise, he got very defensive. He argued that it was an accident and that I was being unreasonable for expecting him to pay for something like that. Absolutely not. An accident should be an instant, oh my God, I have to fix this. Mm -hmm. What do you need me to do? And it was my fault for wearing it when I... Knew what could have happened. Break up with him. Someone said a hundred dollars is is enough to know that like is a is a reasonable cost to breaking up with somebody to know <laughs> that they're a piece of shit. Yeah. What was the update? Everyone agree. Everyone agrees. The asshole. Yeah. Everyone agreed. Um. Yeah, he's a cheap piece of shit. Cleaning fifty 
$20 for cleaning is pretty cheap, so he shouldn't be whining about your materialism when it's his fault. Honey, I can hear that. That is, that is very loud. ASMR. ASMR Shannon. You having a good time over there? I am now. Not the asshole. He should have offered to pay the total cost of cleaning and restoring the dress off the bat. He caused the damage. He's responsible to fix the damage, even if it was an accident. For the reason, oh, here it is. For the reasonable price of $100, you got to see how much of an asshole your boyfriend is. Some people spend years and way more money than that. <laughs> I like that one. Not the asshole, but listen very carefully to what he's telling you. One, he asked you to wear a particular item of clothing even after you expressed concern about something happening to it. As you predicted, something did happen to it. Two, the entire thing that happened to it was his fault. Perhaps he's a butterfingered klutz at the time. It doesn't matter. He spilled his drink. Three, he took no responsibility for the consequences of his actions. Four, he blamed you for wearing the dress he specifically asked you to wear. Not only does he not care about your dress, but he doesn't care about you at all. This guy is not your person. He's awful. Oh, there was one that I really wanted, and I think it might have accidentally... Been taken down? That it's over a week old. Oh. Which sucks. Uh, am I the asshole for insisting my sister buy my son a new PlayStation? Her n her sister's kid put ham in the slot. <laughs> That's the... Hilarious. I know. No, I know. No. No, right. you're not. Right. They're, the, they're like... Sorry for putting 12 cookies in the VCR. <laughs> I put ham in the slot. That's uh, very funny. Like a hard piece of ham? Like a thick piece of yeah, spiral like thick, ham? Yeah, thick piece of spiral ham. <laughs> Fucking love it. Oh, this one was good too. Am and, I the asshole no. for did, taking? Did, did she replace it? No, or she no, won't replace she it. won't replace she it. Won't replace like it. fuck off, then. She was like the because she's saying that the PlayStation still technically works, but like it's acting buggy now after the ham. Then pay to get it cleaned. Am I the asshole for taking away my daughter's gifts because she didn't spend Christmas with us? I need more. My daughter Leah's mother and I were never married, but we got. But we did officially separate when she was five. My wife, Naya, I got with my wife, Naya, when Leah was nine and married her when Leah was 12. Leah never got on with Naya, didn't want to spend time with her, and was just generally unpleasant to her. We are currently in family therapy, and honestly, I think Leah just says the meanest things possible to avoid actually discussing her feelings with us. She's absolutely amazing to hang out with one-on-one, -on -one, but is unpleasant around Naya. We were supposed to spend Christmas together as per our custody agreement. Leah is 16 now and we have been more lenient, but we have always adhered to our agreement for holidays and birthdays. On Christmas Eve, Leah left to see her boyfriend's family and drop off her gifts. Around 6, I called and asked when she was heading home and she said she was staying. I know her mom lives near her boyfriend and asked if that's where she was going. She didn't respond. I told her to come home and she pretty much agreed. But then never did. I did call her boyfriend's parents and they confirmed she had left to her mother's and I called her mother to see who, that Leah was there. Naya was heartbroken because she felt Leah didn't want to be there because of her. This year, Naya had handled all the gifts. She did the work of going to the store, picking them up and picking them out. I decided my daughter wasn't allowed to shit on Naya's efforts to at least be civil with her. So when Leah got home, I asked and I asked why she wasn't at Christmas. She said she wanted to spend it with her real mom. I said, that's fine. When I when she asked about her gifts, I said her fake mom had gotten them for her, so she didn't need them. Needless to say, she's pissed at me and hasn't said anything. Naya appreciates me putting my foot down, but feels like Leah is a lost cause and to just give her the gifts. Leah's mom agrees and... 
um, that she needs to stop threatening Naya badly, but is also expecting no consequences. Am I the asshole? Note, she has the gifts her mom and boyfriend and other family got her, just not the ones that Naya bought her. Right. So she's not didn't, she didn't get no presents for Christmas. I got her a car for Christmas, but I gifted it to her in November because she needed a car. So like she didn't get even get nothing from the dad for Christmas. She just got no presents to unwrap because Naya had done all of those. Yeah, I think the daughter is being a cunt and needs to have some consequences. Yeah. They're just shitty Christmas gifts anyway. Right. Just save them for next year. Yep. Or a birthday. Yep. You know. So is everyone saying he's not the asshole? Everyone's saying not the asshole. She got a fucking car? Yeah, right. Not even Jaden has a car yet. Right. <laughs> like. Yeah. <sighs> Man, I really want, there was one that I really wanted to read. Do you remember the gist? Oh, this one was good too. I was like, I should read this one. Am I the asshole for swearing at the doctor while giving birth? Absolutely not. I, 28F, gave birth to my baby two weeks ago. I was in labor for close to 30 hours and was incredibly exhausted. My doctor was great the whole way through, and I never had any issues with him. Toward the end, the pain was unbearable. I couldn't have an epidural due to a heart condition, and I felt like I was on the verge of passing out from how bad the pain was. During an awful contraction, I said, Jesus fucking Christ. My doctor looked at me and said, please don't use the Lord's name in vain. And I <gasps> Go responded, fuck yourself. That's what she said. And I responded with, go fuck yourself. (laughs) (laughs) And then what happened? My doctor didn't say much for the remainder of the birth. Afterwards, my husband told me that I should apologize. Fuck no. That douchebag is there for one reason, to safely deliver your baby and to perform surgery on you in case of an emergency. They are not to have any opinion about what the fuck comes out of your mouth while you're giving birth. Mm -hmm. Absolutely not. Go fuck yourself, husband, also. Yeah. Yep. So she tell her husband to go fuck himself, too? I sure hope so. I hope so too, because I would have. I would have said, absolutely not. Go fuck yourself. Absolutely not. Go and now you're really not getting sex. Right. Fuck this six weeks. You're looking at six months to six years now, buddy. Oh, this is it. I found it. <laughs> this is it. I w- this one was has been Don't living. Don't use the Lord's name in vain. Go go fuck, fuck yourself. yourself. All right. Am I the asshole for telling my dad that I don't care that his stepdaughter died? Oh, that's cold. All right, I, 28-year-old male, my mom died not long after I was born. Dad married Tina when I was seven. She had a daughter, also seven, from a previous relationship named Diana. Me and Diana did not get along. Diana was spoiled, and to adult me, it's now obvious she resented not being the only child anymore. She took it out on me. She would break my toys, steal my stuff, lie to get me in trouble. I would complain to my dad and stepmom, but they told me to get over it. If I ever did the same to her, I would get punished. It only got worse as we got older. I felt abandoned by my dad. I felt lonely in the house. So I guess you can all see who the golden child was. At 16, Diana spread a nasty rumor about me in school, and I almost got expelled for it. 
Diana ended up getting caught lying and got suspended. And my dad and Tina blamed me for this. Go fuck yourself. That was the last straw for me. I rang my cousin Shyla from my mama's side and told her what's been happening. She came over to my house angry at Tina and dad. She gave them a piece of her mind. Dad said if it bothered her so much, then she was welcome to have me. That was a blow to my heart Thank to hear you. my own dad I'm say that to him. me. So me and Shyla went to pack my stuff. Diana's room was open and she sat on her bed smirking at me the whole time. Oh, fuck off. We got my stuff and left and I haven't looked back since. Over the years, dad, over the years, dad or Diana have tried to contact me, but I would block all attempts. Now, a week ago, Shyla visited me. She told me that she got a message from my dad for me. I was surprised that she even mentioned dad since she knew how I felt about him. She told me Diana had been in a fatal accident and didn't make it. She said he was wanting to talk to me. Shyla handed me his number and said it was up to me. I did ring him out of curiosity more than anything. He didn't recognize my voice. But when I told him it was me, he broke down crying. And most of the time, I couldn't make out sense of what he was saying. Then he calmed down and he said, my sister died and it's time to come back home and make things right with each other. I said, what sister? I don't have a sister. And he... (laughs) Started petty AF. Started crying I'm here said, for it. Don't do this. She doesn't th- deserve this. This enraged me, and I just let it all out in anger, my hurt, and frustration I had felt toward him, and ended with, "I don't care that she died." My girlfriend, who was beside me, took my phone off me and ended the call for me. I'm glad she did before I said anything <laughs> more. But she told me later that I could have been more understanding. I've had to think. No, he has had to put his own feelings on hold his entire life. His dad deserved all of that. <clears throat> he deserved the full dump. Yep. But <laughs> bravo for taking the phone off him, too. Okay. I'm just going to take that from you now, honey. And we're going to we're gonna go for a walk and take a few deep breaths. <laughs> and then we're going to talk about... Zip the lock and put it in your pocket. <laughs> where he hurt you. <laughs> where he hurt you. Um, you've got... Uh, not the asshole. You've more or less moved on from your dad's rejection. And you owe him nothing at this point. Could you have been more empathetic? <laughs> you move back home. Sure. Go fuck yourself. Go fuck off. Go fuck off. I would have been like, what? Go fuck yourself. Click. Your your father enabled you to be abused in your own home, then tossed you out when he was called out. Yeah. Now his golden child is dead and he suddenly remembered he has a consolation child? Hard no. Yep. He created this. He put everything in place for this. He's not sorry. He's just sad his favorite child is dead. I'd be like, oh, I'm sorry that happened and I should care why. Yeah, right. I should care my abuser died why. Uh, not the asshole, but you should probably tell your girlfriend the full story of your childhood. <laughs> <laughs> If you haven't done so already. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. <laughs> oh, poor guy. I know. That one's been living rent-free in my head. Oh, poor baby. Oh, all right. So, so those were some good ones, right? Yeah, yeah. And then there was the that one that I read you at Christmas. Am I the asshole for wearing my wedding dress to someone else's wedding? But it was also her prom dress, and it was navy blue. Oh, yeah. She, got, she had a courthouse not. wedding where she wore her prom dress to yeah. get married in. And it was a navy blue dress. And then she wore the dress to her friend's wedding, who had been at her courthouse wedding. And the friend lost her shit, made a huge scene, was like, how fucking dare you wear your wedding dress at my wedding? It's a blue dress. It's not her wedding dress. It's her one fancy dress. It's a fucking blue dress. Let's just pretend we're in the Victorian ages and you only have four dresses your entire life. Not a single person would have known that she'd worn that to her wedding if you, the bride, hadn't had a little conniption made a little snit fit about it calm your tits Mm -hmm. 
All right, I sent this to Javi. <laughs> so we can't, I can't even describe it. We're just going to have to put it on the Instagram. It says, I failed my art class because I turned this in, right? And then it says, what's wrong with Jojo Michael Miranda Siwa Jackson Cosgrove? <laughs> it is like a Jojo Siwa Michael Jackson. I mean, it's fine. Why did they fail class? <laughs> What's wrong with Jojo Michael Miranda Siwa Jackson Cosgrove? <laughs> very funny. Very, very funny. All right. This I love. This reminds me of both of my cats. So it's a cat with a bunch of full food bowls in front of him looking despondently off to the side. <laughs> and it says that feeling when you have wet food and dry food and water, but you want a secret fourth thing, something nobody has imagined <laughs> or invented, not even you. <laughs> fucking cats and this i'm in love with this is another one of my favorites see i've been trying to save internet things of the week because i'd stopped all right it is from the wedding scene from oh why can't i, I think? don't even know sound of music wedding okay. scene of sound of music okay do you know do you remember what they sing during the wedding scene of no sound i of don't music? it's a reprise of an earlier song they sing how do you solve a problem like maria when she's walking down the aisle so it says imagine walking down the aisle at your wedding while a chorus of your old co-workers sing a song about how you're annoying and have adhd <laughs> i was like yeah that is really messed we've up. come full circle oh. what an amazing memory thank you i sent you this sisters I sent you this yes it's got sigourney weaver from ghostbusters and it says there is no xmas only yule I love it. I love that too. So great. Um, this one I also loved. Very incredible. It is. Uh, we've got Egyptian Anubis, right? Mm -hmm. Says last Christmas I gave you my heart, but the very next day you gave it away. W e i g h because he weighs the hearts to see if you were good or not. So Sorry. if your heart's balanced, you were good, or if your heart's light. Like um, how did Anubis I don't remember do what that? the rule is. That's a, it, it, there's a there's a thing where they weigh your heart to see if you were good or bad. We'll have to look that up. We'll have to look up which direction it goes. And then one last one. Today, a man on the street said, nice titties. So I said, he did too. And pretty funny until he told me he'd shoot me in the head. And I remembered why I don't do that. It's hard being a woman. Men are violent. Can't take it, huh? Can you, bub? Can't take it. Can give don't it out. don't comment my titties unless you don't want me to comment on yours i will comment on your titties yeah oh also my slumber party's friend brian yes sent me a present oh, that arrived fun. in the mail today it is a holy candle one of those catholic holy candles with frankenfurter on it oh my god i love it yes oh. yeah and i told her i got it and she goes the power of tim compelled me Saint Frank Inverter. <laughs> yeah. Anticipation. Saint. <laughs> yep. Saint 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 Frank Saint Doctor Frankenfurter. <laughs> all right. I think that's all I've got. I think that's it. Awesome. Yeah. It was we had a lot of we had a lot of smut to discuss, okay? Mm -hmm. A lot of smut. A lot of smut to discuss. A lot of smut. Um my torso looks like it was hit with shrapnel. <laughs> I never realized how full of shit we are until I emptied yeah. out my colon. Oh yeah, there's a lot. I was like, my tummy feels light and fluffy and squishy. Is it? It's not supposed to be hard like a rock all that time. <laughs> I want to do 
a colon cleanse more often. Mm. Do you though? Do you? I mean, why not? So here, here is it actually wasn't that hard not to eat for a whole day. Here is that picture of my shrapnel stomach, mm -hmm. looking great. Love that. I think you can. I think you can do something with that. I think you could a become one of those. No, one of those like belly singing guys. <laughs> and you have like have like built-in dimples now. Well, just like Danielle said, <laughs> um, I'm not in my final form yet. No, You're still healing. Still healing. I think this episode should be called more shady shade. More shady shade. There was so much shade. Right. Lots of shade. There was so much shade this episode. Oh, fuck. What number are we on? Are you looking that 364. up for me? 364. Okay. All right, you guys. Find us on um, Facebook <laughs> and Apple Podcasts, Podbean, not Stitcher. That doesn't exist anymore. Not Google Podcasts because that doesn't exist anymore. Spotify and Pocket Casts. If there's another thing that you listen on that you would like us to add, please let us know. And you can also interact with our show on Instagram, Instagram at that more thing. And then you can also talk to me on Instagram. I'm Maggie at actual Maggie May. And I'm Shannon at Shannon's party. And this has been episode 364 of that more thing with Shannon and Maggie. All right. Bye. Bye. I did my name right this time. Yes, you did. Hooray. Hooray. Jävla fitta. This has been a That More Thing production with original music by the Jesse Brown Experience. Find Jesse on Bandcamp at the J E S S I Brown Experience dot Bandcamp dot com. Listen to That More Thing on Podbean, Pocket Cast, Spotify, and Apple Podcasts.